day, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Tom. I am your host, Aaron Wilker, and on today's episode of Talk with Tom, Tom will be giving us seven examples of the power of habits, including uh, seven great habits of the most successful people, seven simple habits to keep you consistently happy every day, and seven money habits of the wealthy uh, that we can all adopt, seven habits of people who build extraordinary relationships, and much, much more. But before we get into that, um, I want to mention that the sponsor of this episode is Tom's newly released seven-day meditation audio series, which can be found at successseriesllc.com slash wordpress slash meditation. And this is a series, is a seven-day mindfulness meditation audio series that is personally guided by Tom Hart. And each day, you will experience a 10-minute guided meditation, easily downloadable from Tom's website, and that is, again, successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation. And here's the best part. It's free. That's right. Tom is offering up this guided meditation series, which is a $497 value for free to his audience. So go to Tom's website, successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation and get started with your own meditation practice today. And for those of you that listened to Tom's mindfulness meditation, uh, talk with Tom on mindfulness and mindfulness meditation, here is his guide to help you with that. So that being said, it is now a great privilege of mine to introduce my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. Hello, Tom. Hello, Aaron. How you doing? I am excellent, sir. And how about yourself? Doing fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Um, before we get going, understand you're in the southern states this week as you and I talk. How are things going in the south? I don't know exactly if they were affected by Hurricane Harvey or not where you're at or how are things down there? No, not where I am. I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is north Louisiana. Some of the points south, uh, New Orleans way, were affected by Maria, which came through the Gulf Coast. And, of course, they had Katrina uh, a while back. But, uh, yeah, it's an economy that's basically based on uh, oil and gas. And I am here giving a keynote speech on buying and selling small businesses. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, the power of habits and daily routines, as you and I both know, is extremely important to successful people. Um, almost every successful person I know has daily habits that they do. Um, so, you know, that is the subject of our talk today. Um, I know that you're going to talk about some habits that people can do at the beginning of the week on Sundays that help them have a productive week. Um, there's habits of a self-made uh, millennial millionaire that you want to talk about and uh, a set of habits from a newly published book. So there's a lot to discuss, Tom. Let's get started. What are the seven great habits of the most successful people? Well, um, you know, you're right about habits. They are uh, really how we get things done. Um, most of what we do in our day is based on um, those things that are um, routine. Um, every once in a while, we've got our top three, which are the goals that we have for the day, the key tasks that are going to move the needle. And everything else is, including doing those top three, are a, uh, a habit, a routine. And so as I did some research on different uh, resources that are out there that have been studying habits of successful and extraordinary people and, and, and what they do day in and day out, 
uh, I came across some common themes, and so I've summarized them into a um, resource that we're going to give away later in the in the broadcast. But I wanted to start with this great habits of most successful people because it kind of is a, a summary, if you will, of those things that are more intentional in uh, one's life, and that's what helps them create results. So. The way that I thought we'd work this talk with Tom is to have these different categories of habits, each of them seven habits. And, of course, we all know the book, The Seven Habits by Stephen Covey. And these seven great habits of the most successful people will get us off to a good start here. So the seven habits of the most successful people are that they are goal-oriented, they are results-driven, they are action-oriented, they are people-oriented, they are health-conscious, they are honest, and they are self-disciplined. And you'll find this pretty much across the board of uh, the most successful people. Now, these seven habits are foundational, as you can tell. They are um, uh, very specific to a particular uh, traits and, uh, if you will, personalities of these most successful people. But what I like about them is that they're easily integrated into our lives. We can become a very successful person by taking on these habits. And if it sounds overwhelming to do each of these, look at them one at a time. Um, Maybe take on one habit for one week. Become goal-oriented for a week. Then become results-driven for the next week and action-oriented for the third week, and people-oriented for the fourth week, and so on. That way, you're not trying to do all of them right off the bat. Many of them are probably already in one's you know, mental makeup. But those that aren't will be soon habitual, <laughs> routine, uh, something that becomes very common for us in our everyday living. So those are the seven great habits of the most successful people. Now, next... I wanted to talk about the seven habits of um, self-made millennial millionaires. Um, This is something that's kind of different. Um, I've not seen a a study before of this nature where it's focused in on millennials. Um, I think one of the reasons why is because uh, people often think of millennials as young 20-somethings and you wonder, well, then how could they have made the track record to have become a millionaire? That must be pretty rare. But then, you know, if you look at today's entrepreneurs and small business owners, that is a generation of millennials. They want flexibility. They want freedom. They're not chasing the almighty dollar through corporate America. They're looking at more as how does it bring them the quality of life that they want? And so if you, as you've heard me say, if you pursue that, work that you are passionate about, the money will come. Focus on service, not on the money. And so I'm not surprised that there's a a list now of seven habits of self-made millennial millionaires. And here's what they are. Number one is positive thinking. Of course, we all know that, boy, isn't that so essential to, to living a fulfilled life. Number two is to practice what you preach. Number three, greet the day. They have this habit of kind of having a, um, uh, an awareness of their day ahead. Um, you know, the stereotypical millennial uh, is always often uh, described as, as um, narcissistic or very me-oriented, and that gratitude or, or, or the like would be furthest from their thinking because they're more entitled in their thinking. Well, maybe that's what separates the self-made millennial millionaires from the rest of them is that they do have this practice of gratitude. Uh, They embrace collaboration. And this is, of course, a generational thing that's very common with millennials, where they will do project teams much easier than those of other generations. Uh, They're very consistent. They find that um, those self-made millennials, uh, millennial millionaires, find that if they're consistent in their day, if they have this regimented ritual or routine of their day, that results will come much faster. They've learned that integrity is essential, and that's number six, which some of their peers may not even think about. 
And then, of course, number seven is this mindfulness that we've been talking about lately, to be more in awareness of, uh, you know, what they do and be intentional about what they do. So here's, here's a good list, seven habits of the self-made millennial millionaires that um, I was surprised to come across, but I wanted to pass on to my listeners. Now, um, let's move on to seven habits of to keep you consistently happy every day. Now, to keep one consistently happy, um, you know, again, it, it, it's grounded in kind of being um, uh, happy with the, what, what is instead of uh, having that frustration of the gap between your expectations and reality. <laughs> so um, keep in mind that, that happiness is um, something that comes by way of acceptance of what is. So the seven simple habits to keep you consistently happy every day are, number one, to plan your day the night before. Uh, this is a, um, a hidden tool for creating optimum results in your day. Um, when you plan your day the night before, your subconscious is working on it overnight. And it's like putting a planner to work <laughs> for eight hours before you even start to uh, uh, be productive in your day. Uh, number two is wake up early. Number three, exercise daily. The fourth habit to keep you consistently happy every day is to have the habit, habit of disengagement. In other words, look at something from a third-party view. Don't take it personal. Don't be deep into it. Number five is regularly help others. Um, this, of course, leads to fulfillment. Now, whenever I buy the Starbucks to the, for the person behind me in line, I feel better about giving it than they probably do of receiving it. Uh, number six, learn new skills. Um, Tony Robbins put it best that uh, one feels most fulfilled in life when they're progressing. You want to wrap up the essence of life or, or fulfillment of happiness. In one word, it would be progress. And then the seventh habit to keep you consistently happy every day is to have multiple ways to win each day. Don't define it by any particular one way, like if I get this done or that done, or if my, my uh, spouse or significant other is happy, or if my boss finds me um, valuable today. Don't, don't wrap it up into one thing. Just have multiple ways to kind of measure that win each day. So that's your seven simple habits for keeping one consistently happy every day. And next, I'd like to give you the seven money habits of the wealthy that we can all adopt. So, you know, everybody kind of looks to the wealthy as um, having done it right. But I can tell you from working with a number of, of uh, clients that are uh, classified as such that, you know, they struggle just like we all do in trying to balance work and life and the seven life areas. And, you know, if they're wealthy, oftentimes there's some other area, life area that's sacrificed. Uh, what I see very often is that their finance or financial life area might be uh, off the charts, but their physical or health could be hurting and, um, or their relationships or their spirituality. So oftentimes they'll come to me just to try to uh, get grounded again as to a balance of the seven life areas. And again, those are physical, financial, professional, relational, um, spiritual, personal, and philanthropical. And so as you work through life, you're going to find a happy medium with all of those to be balancing together. And I've always encouraged my listeners to uh, take out the life wheel um, grade yourself, give yourself a number from one to 10 on the level of fulfillment of each of those seven um, life areas, and then chart it on that life wheel. You can download the life wheel at um, successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash resources. And what it shows you is if you were to chart those different numbers from one to 10 of each of those seven life areas, how might that wheel, that life wheel, roll? Is it 
pretty even or some a one and others a seven and therefore kind of a choppy ride, you can see where you're deficient and kind of make up for it in that area by concentrating on it. But back to the seven money habits of the rich, they, number one, build up cash by saving it. So um, we all know that um, no matter your job or your pay or your income, uh, if you live below your means, you're going to be able to save more, invest more, and therefore build your net worth. Uh, they build it up by way of cash. Uh, now would be a great time, by the way, to be in cash because the market is at, what, 16.5 or so on the year uh, percent return. And to increase it that much in, what are we in here, 11 months, 10 months into the year, you know there's going to be an adjustment coming up here because every previous year, obviously with a different administration also. But every previous year, you know, people would be happy with an 8 to 10 or 12% return. So to be at 16, there's going to be some profit taking here. So get in cash to be ready for that opportunity. You, you, Number two. You, 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 oh, yeah. Hunt, I, I, I got to interject right there. Um, yes. Last weekend was having dinner with an old school friend. And by old school friend, I mean we went to elementary school together. Wow, and cool. He is a money manager. You know, that's what he does, mm-hmm. is, you know, manages people and investments and things like that. And as we were, there were several of us, and so it was, we're all putting our cash on the table to pay the bill. I asked him, I said, you know, hey, where, where should we invest that? And he looks and goes, cash? If that's cash, hold on to it. Stow <laughs> it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For that very, re- very the good. very reason you just said. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, Continue. Onward. Sorry. Yes, here. No, that's a good interjection. Uh, so, number one was build up cash by saving it. Number two, don't pay for what you don't need. Um, boy, do I need to say more? I mean, we all tend to want instant gratification and buy something that makes us feel good, and of course, we may not need it. Uh, the best rule of thumb on that one that I can advise is give it 24 hours, you know, think about it, sleep on it. You know, if you, if you want it that bad, you go back and get it the next day kind of a thing. Uh, number three is, is haggle. Now, this is something that is not in our culture, you know, bartering or, or uh, debating the price. But, you know, with today's online resources, we have many ways of finding out different prices. Um, Gosh, I mean, just as a, as a simple example, the other day I was buying some hangers, and, you know, if I go online, if I go on Amazon Prime and I just put in, you know, wood hangers and, and uh, uh, you know, see what comes up, there's a variety of prices that are just on Amazon, you know, and, and quality. You get what you pay for. Uh, but then if you go on the Internet or into Google search and you put in, you know, coat hanger, wood coat hanger or something of the sort, uh, here's a number of other, you know, sellers out there with the same products, and they're often sourced anywhere and everywhere around the world. So it could be the same product at different price points. So that's a way of haggling if you if you think about it. Uh, number four for the money habits of the wealthy is just do it. They are action-oriented. Number five, set goals and achieve them. So be intentional in our day, in our are uh, weak and obviously over years it brings us uh, fulfillment and accomplishment of those goals and if those goals are financially oriented it brings us wealth as well live simply um, you know there was a um, there was a recent survey that I came across of the, the top five wealthiest Americans and of course you know the list just came out recently it's uh, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and then and then uh, Warren Buffett are the top three. Uh, I think Gates is like uh, 89 million, Bezos is 81, and Buffett is 79 million. And, you know, as you read those guys' uh, profile or bios or, or any kind of, uh, of uh, personal life description, boy, do they epitomize this. All three of those individuals live simply. You know, I mean, uh, Warren Buffett's living in the same house, that he's lived in for 40 years. And, and, uh, and it's just a simple, you know, suburban three bedroom, two bath house. Um, you know, live simply obviously is a, 
is a mindset as well, and that assists in building wealth. And lastly, the seventh habit is get fit. So concentrate, be uh, intentional about your health. Um, they all have workout routines. They all have morning routines. And granted, you know, some of them are out of shape as you look at them, but they're, you know, still getting on the treadmill. You know, Warren Buffett, God, I think he eats a burger and a Coke every day. Uh, but he uh, gets up in the morning and, and spends 20 minutes on the, on the treadmill. So, you know, good for him for, for uh, uh, at least uh, doing something to, to acknowledge that he's got to stay in, in, with some exercise. So those are your seven money habits of the wealthy. Excellent. Very good. Thank you, Tom. Um, and before we continue on, I just would like to remind everybody that today's Talk with Tom is being sponsored by his free seven-day guided mindfulness meditation audio series. My goodness, is that a mouthful? But this is Tom's uh, seven-day guided mindfulness meditation, and all of this, believe me from experience, mindfulness meditation is another good habit to get into, and I'm sure you successful people will tell you that meditation is something they do. So this is a series of mindfulness meditation. It's an audio series that is personally guided by Tom Hart. Each day you will experience a 10-minute guided meditation, easily downloadable from Tom's website, which is successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation. And here's the best part. Once again, it's free. It's a $497 value that Tom is giving away to his audience. So go to Tom's website, successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation and get started with your own meditation practice and habit today. And now, Tom, um, all these habits that you just talked about, and I like that you set it into seven. Um, each one has seven habits to do or seven things to adopt. Um, so there's seven days in a week. The first day is Sunday, and, you know, you talked about planning the night before. It takes me way back to my Franklin Covey classes and I remember when before computers and smartphones, we all walked around with our Franklin Covey planners. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what we did. You know, the night before, what what tasks do I have to accomplish tomorrow? You know, is it an A, B, C task? Um, so that always started with Sunday. Um, so I know you have seven habits to do on Sunday to help us have a productive week, and then. There's some habits from a newly published book that you were going to talk about. And then um, you mentioned Bill Gates. There's others. Uh, Richard Branson, um, he was in financial news this morning uh, with one of his new ventures. And then Steve Jobs, uh, Ben Franklin, uh, where, you know, Franklin Covey, <laughs> that's where they get their name, Stephen Covey, Ben Franklin. Um why don't you start us off, Tom, with the, the beginning of the week, seven habits that we can do on Sunday to lead up to a productive week for us. Absolutely. In fact, these are simple habits, and uh, you've heard me advocate before that if you can take the time on a Sunday evening to set up your week ahead, you are hitting the ground running on Monday, and it makes for a much more productive week. Now, if for some reason Sunday night, or Sunday late afternoon doesn't work for you, the next best time to do it is first thing Monday morning. So these are habits that are Sunday or early week habits to make up for a productive week ahead. So number one is to steal an hour to get organized. So just find an hour, whether it's 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon or 8 o'clock on Monday morning, find an hour to kind of look ahead to the, to the week. Number two is fill your plate with healthy food. Now, the reason that you want to do this on Sunday in particular 
is that you want to kind of have it be a fresh start. So if last week you, you caved on having that, that hamburger and Coke that said I mentioned for Warren Buffett, um, maybe, maybe by starting the week fresh, um, you, you, you get in the habit of having that kind of food every day. Number three is add meaning to the day. Um, this, of course, again, is, a, is an everyday habit that you hope. But for Sunday in particular, you want to have it be kind of a rejuvenation day. You want it to be a recharge day. So to set up for a productive week ahead, uh, when you take an hour to plan and you're eating healthy and you're giving meaning to the day, whether that's going to church or having some other spiritual connection uh, or just having time with family and friends, uh, it gives meaning to the, to the day of Sunday in particular. Concentrate on the positive is number four. And, of course, again, these are all daily habits, but by doing them on Sunday, you're thinking ahead to that productive week ahead. Concentrating on something positive helps you feel fulfilled and grateful for what is. Number five, have some old-school fun. Again, this is a day to recreate. This is a day to kind of recharge for the week, and you want to have some fun to be able to springboard into your week. Next, you set yourself up for quality sleep. Now, there's two things here that are in this one habit, the sixth habit. They are setting yourself up and then having the quality sleep. So setting yourself up for it means look at your evening ahead and start to gear down so that as you ease into the sleeping hours, you're not go, go, go. You're kind of slowly gearing down so that you're then doing your daily night routine of brushing your teeth and getting ready for bed and doing the things that you want to do that are kind of closing out the day so that you do have that quality sleep. So keep that intentional. As your evening uh, wanes, start to look at it from that standpoint. Uh, Personally, what I do is that I'm doing my weekly assessment at about 7 p.m. So I'm looking at my week. What did I just do? How did I uh, produce the things that I wanted to produce of the week just ended? And then I spend my hour getting organized for the week ahead. So by 8 o'clock, I'm starting to gear down and start to think about, okay, um, how do I want to ease into bed? What you want to avoid is, you know, stressing yourself out right up to the last hour and you're crashing into the bed at 11 p.m. and you're getting up at 6 and you're, you know, short of sleep and you had, you know, a restless night and that kind of thing. So the best way to do that is to set yourself up ahead of time. Lastly, number seven, a simple Sunday habit to set yourself up for a productive week ahead is to take time to reflect. Now, whether that means journaling or simply doing the weekly assessment like I just mentioned is up to you. It could just be sitting in gratitude and kind of taking a 10-minute meditation to kind of refuel your, your mental attitude. Uh, taking time to reflect gets you in the now, and, of course, that helps you then start your week off fresh. The next set of habits I'd like to get into is the seven habits of people who build extraordinary relationships. Now, here, there's a number of things that each one of them could be a workshop in themselves. So I'm going to just list them and won't elaborate too much. They should be self-explanatory. But, um, boy, if you can integrate these into your relationship, you're golden. And I mean that from a, from a um, standpoint of both parties. Gosh, if, if both parties are doing it, then, and then it's a home-run relationship. So number one is take the hit. Now, what do I mean by that? Basically, what that means is take the responsibility for your part of whatever the angst might be that exists or whatever uh, discord or disagreement you have. Um, by taking the hit and taking the, your, your side of it, your responsibility of it, um, suddenly it diffuses a lot of the, the energy behind it. Number two is step in without being asked. I mean, we all love to have companionship and compatible relationship with uh, someone close to us. And, and it sure makes life a lot easier when we find a, a balance of giving and taking. If you step in without being asked, you're telling the other party, geez, um, you know, I care about um, us and I want us to be 
doing this together, whatever the it is, is what you're stepping in to, to help with. Number three, answer the question that is not asked. Now, you've heard me talk about the question behind the question. <laughs> well, here's a classic use of it here. Usually when there's something going on in a relationship, there's something else behind it that's really the root of it. So ask that question that's not being asked. Have that confidence to to have that dialogue, to get resolution on things that are deeper than maybe the surface uh, reveals. Number four is know when to dial it back. You know, there's just good people management uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, life, uh, certainly put to task in relationships. But if you think about it, relationships don't have to just be you and your significant other or spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend. It could be your peer, your employer, your customer, your uh, individual that you deal with uh, at, the, at the retail store. These are all relationships. So know when to dial it back, meaning know when to kind of ease up a little bit on something that might be uh, pretty, pretty intense or it seems to be at the moment. Number five, prove they think of others. So habits of people who build extraordinary relationships prove that they think of the others. They do it by way of their actions. Number six, realize when they have acted poorly. So take responsibility again. If you do something that you shot yourself in the foot about, apologize, um, you know, ask for forgiveness, uh, acknowledge that you've acted poorly in the situation and, and move on. And then lastly, the seventh habit of people who build extraordinary relationships is that they give consistently and they receive occasionally. And, you know, this is just one of those golden rules. If you were to look at being more of a giver than a taker, you're going to find your relationships to be much more fulfilling and extraordinary. And, by the way, reciprocated without asking. So you give, they, they can't help but do it as well. So those are the seven habits of people who build extraordinary relationships. And then I wanted to give you this little... Um, bonus, if you will, of um, a newly published book before I get into the weekend habits of highly successful people. So this newly published book that I wanted to talk about is Brendan Burchard's book, High Performance Habits. Now, Brendan Burchard is a great thought leader that uh, has spent three years looking at um, performance, high performers and what their habits are for the um, success that they have achieved. And what he found after three years of research and looking at many studies, not just his own, but much empirical evidence, was that these six habits were in all of the individuals, whereas other habits, including these habits that I've just gone through, may not be in each of them as well, but these six were in all of them. And there are three personal habits and three social habits. And again, the book is uh, High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Um, you can order the book through my website if you go to uh, successseriesllc.com slash resources. Uh, no, well, under the resources tab, uh, recommended reading. So it's, it's, uh, SuccessSeriesLLC.com slash resources, and then you'll have my uh, personal recommended reading and find it in that list, uh, which links you to Amazon. Uh, so Brendan Burchard, um, published by Hay House, uh, just released this book uh, within last month. And uh, here are his three habits, uh, uh, three personal habits and three social habits that all of these uh, high performers each had. So the first habit was they seek clarity. So in most and anything that they're going to look at, uh, accomplish, go through, they're seeking clarity. They're looking at it to learn to clearly what it is, whatever the it is. They're seeking clarity in it always. Number two, they generate energy. So these are individuals that are living life at such a level that we all aspire to, that they are looking for ways to generate energy. 
I've given a number of blog posts on this subject. So uh, go to my blog post at, at successseriesllc.com slash WordPress and scroll down and see, you know, natural ways to gain personal energy, things of that sort that are listed uh, in my uh, uh, blog posts. And they seek these things out habitually. The third habit is grave necessity. And by that, what Brendan is uh, saying is they have such a reason, such a need, such a why behind what they're doing that it becomes a necessity, that it is an um, obsession of sorts, whatever it is. And those three personal habits, seeking clarity, generating energy, and raising necessity, are found in all high performers. Now, the social habits that each of them have, there are three. The first one is to increase productivity. So, of course, you know, that's like a no-brainer. Of course, you'd want to increase productivity because we're taught and we've learned through experience that productivity, an increase in productivity yields an increase in results. And, of course, that's what the outcome is that we want, right? the results that we seek. Habit number five, or the second of the social habits, is develop influence. You know, one of the greatest tools that, that high, high performers have is leverage. Well, leverage comes with influence. You must be able to influence people and others to perform or to uh, motivate toward your goals, uh, influence them toward those ends uh, to be able to inspire them. And lastly, the sixth habit or the third of the social habits is demonstrate courage. Um, each of these high performers have each of these six habits. And this one of demonstrating courage is kind of par for the course because you must step out in spite of whatever fear you might feel. Um, they're not fearless. They're just courageous. So they're, they're, they're acting in, in spite of the fear. And oftentimes I was given that just yesterday about, you know, buying and selling small businesses. It's a roller coaster ride being an entrepreneur. So you better have courage. You better be able to um, feel the fear and, and, and act in spite of it. So I wanted to give you that little uh, added bonus here from Brendan Broussard's newly published book, uh, High Performance Habits, uh, the, the, the personal habits of seeking clarity, generating energy, and raising necessity, and the social habits of increasing productivity developing influence, and demonstrating courage. Now, I thought I would close. Oh, go ahead. No, that's, that, that, that's fine. Um, I, I was just going to say, you know, we started with the first day of the week, Sunday, and, and habits for Sunday. Um, and this is probably where you're going with your closing, I'm sure, is let's, well, you know, when I think of my week, Saturday, is the end of the week, and then Sunday evening is the beginning of the week. Saturday into Sunday is my end of the week. Sunday evening is the beginning of my week as I plan out my week. And you and I had talked that, you know, like I said, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, um, Steve Jobs, Jack Dorsey, Ben Franklin, they all had habits that they did during the weekend. And you and I had talked about that earlier and wondering if that's where you were going, Tom. Is that? <laughs> that yeah, that's exactly where I was going. I just wanted to close with the bonus of the, the weekend habits of some of these individuals and just, you know, give a name and give a habit uh, that they do on the weekend. Because, um, you know, we, we look up to those that are recognizable names. Um, you know, one of those habits is uh, what Oprah practices, which is she describes that stillness on the weekend. So she likes to have her weekend be more one of stillness. And, you know, any of these, these uh, billionaire entrepreneurs uh, have a schedule that's, you know, 10 times more arduous than, than ours, and yet they're finding time to practice stillness. One of the things that you will uh, learn in my uh, seven-day mindfulness meditation audio series uh, you go to that landing page, uh, successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation, you're not only going to get the audios, but it's quite a long landing page that describes what meditation is, what mindfulness is, how to do it, uh, what are some, some of the uh, practices, 
And, and one of the things that, in fact, you're the one that got me into meditation. So I, I, I opened that landing page by saying, look, I used to think this is going to take too much time. I don't have time for meditation. And, and there's different practices of meditation, different ways to do it. And what I chose to put out there for folks to uh, enjoy was seven 10-minute meditations so that by just sitting down for 10 minutes each day of the week, you can get centered again. You can have this stillness that Oprah talks about. So it's only a 10-minute uh, meditation that I'm, that I'm uh, walking you through. And if you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life. So <laughs> it's one of those things where you got, you got bigger changes that need to make, you need to make before you start a meditation practice if you don't have the 10 minutes to make it. Um, Bill Gates takes time to reflect. I mentioned that earlier on one of the habits. Um, taking time to reflect, whether it's a gratitude journal or something of the sort, is a means by, again, get centered. Um, these weekend habits, you'll see, are moving you into that productive week ahead. Uh, you mentioned Ben Franklin. Uh, his weekend habit was to have a plan for the week ahead. So he's already thinking through, what do I want to accomplish each of those days ahead. Uh, Steve Jobs, he was prioritizing what was important. You know, I'm reminded when he came back to Apple the second time, uh, he was pushed out by the board uh, from having founded it with Steve Wozniak. And they brought in, um, you know, a typical C-suite kind of guy to run the company, and it didn't work out so well. So the board brought back Steve Jobs, and one of the first things he did was he looked through their product line, and he eliminated like 80% of them. And he said, you've got to concentrate on these priorities of products in that case because they're the ones that are important. And of course, out of that came the iPhone, which was a game changer. Uh, Warren Buffett uses the weekend to make time for hobbies. Um, again, it's a rejuvenation, a recreational use of the, of the weekend. So... You want to be um, rejuvenating, getting energy for the week ahead. And then lastly, um, it, it's exactly what I just said. Uh, Jack Dorsey, who was the, the co-founder of Twitter and Square, uh, has exactly that habit, get ready for the week ahead. Um, his, his approach to it, and, you know, to this day, he's, he's um, CEO of both companies. Um, in fact, the other day I came across an Elon Musk resume. You'll get a kick out of this. And it's a one-pager. Uh, you can find it on the Internet if you just Google, you know, Elon Musk PDF or Elon Musk resume PDF. And the whole purpose to coming across it, I mean, the whole purpose of it being posted was to show that even somebody as busy as uh, and accomplished as Elon Musk can put their resume on one page. You know, there's no reason why we all couldn't if he can. And it was classic because it showed, you know, founder of Solar City, founder of SpaceX, founder of, of uh, Tesla. Uh, all three of those companies uh, still in, in operation, all of them billion-dollar uh, uh, revenues uh, plus, and, and he's CEO of each of the three. So he divides up his week kind of thematically like I recommend you do for your ideal week where, you know, one day is for this company, the next day is for that company, the third day is for the third company, that kind of a thing. Um, and that's really what Jack Dorsey is advocating here by getting ready for the week ahead is to be intentional about what's going to be accomplished on what day, but then also what your focus is for which day of the week. And running both Twitter and, and Squarespace uh, puts him in that, uh, that place of, um, of, of needing to prioritize. So those are your bonus weekend habits of the highly successful people. And I thought it'd be a, a great way to, to end the, the broadcast and, 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 and for that matter, kind of a, um, a theme, if you will, of, of, uh, you know, getting ready for the week ahead. Yeah. It, you know, interesting here is that their habits are nothing extraordinary. They are the same things that, you have always mm -hmm. talked about doing. Um, they're mm -hmm. the same things you practice, you preach, um, nothing that makes them extraordinary. It's nothing that the normal layman, you know, 
like myself, <laughs> can't do. Um, and it is a good reminder that, hey, just people, you know, what, what do they do different? Well, maybe they practice these habits um, that most people don't. And great. Thank you, Tom. I truly appreciate um, you giving us the habits of the most successful people, and that's kind of where we just finished with as well. Um, seven simple habits to keep a consistently happy uh, day. Seven money habits of the wealthy that certainly we can all adopt. And seven habits of people who build extraordinary relationships. And consequently, if you build extraordinary relationships, you generally have a happy day and a happy week and month, year, life, right? It's all relative. Mm -hmm. um, and then great resource, um, Brandon Burchard's book there. Um, truly appreciate all of that. Um, and then, yeah, don't even think about, you know, the millennials. And I wanted to comment on your millennials and the millionaire millennials. You know, you have uh, children, especially a young daughter who could be considered a millennial. I have children that would certainly be considered millennials. And it is so true. Um, you know, my younger son, you know, is exactly what you described, Tom, is, you know, he's mindful of his surroundings and what he does. You know, he works hard. He um, He's not the self-absorbed uh, image that we think of with millennials, and he's very successful. You know, he's finishing up his pre-med um, at the university, local state university, while he's modeling. And, you know, he um, volunteers at a suicide hotline. He's doing internships at the local um, university emergency room. That works. I mean, he, right, you know, and, and he's doing well. I'm so proud of him. So everything you said, Tom, right on. Thank you. Um, before I let you go, once again, want to remind everybody that today's Talk with Tom is being sponsored by Tom's uh, free seven-day guided mindfulness meditation uh, audio series, and that is found at successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation. Um, it is a 10-minute guided meditation each day, so seven days, um, 10-minute guided meditation. Um, it is a $497 value that Tom is giving away free to his audience. So go to the website, successseriesllc.com slash WordPress slash meditation and get started by practicing meditation today. It's um, a great habit to get into. Uh, before we sign off, Tom, um, how about some action steps for this month? Well, on topic with today's uh, Habits of Successful People, I've created a, a freebie that can be downloaded uh, that is a uh, cheat sheet, if you will, of these uh, seven areas that we went into. So if one goes to successseriesllc.com slash documents, slash habits.pdf. There'll be a link in the uh, description of the podcast. Again, it's successseriesllc.com slash documents slash habits.pdf. Why um, they can download a PDF, one pager, of the ultimate seven habits guide. And that will give you the list that we went over today including the bonuses, bonus list of the weekend habits of highly successful people. And uh, I hope my listeners would enjoy that and refer to that regularly and keep them on task. Now, the action step for this week is going to be um, the obvious. Pick one of these areas. Pick one of the uh, seven habit areas. Is it relationships, wealth, 
the productive week ahead, uh, uh, happiness. Uh, get one of those sections and go through the seven habits and try to integrate them into your everyday living. Now, as I mentioned earlier, don't be overwhelmed by it. Don't think, well, gee, i got to do all seven of them. Just do one a week or do one a month if you have to. But pick one uh, section, pick one area, whether it's the money habits or the self-made millennial or the uh, seven habits of extraordinary relationships, and, and, and move into it, uh, lean into it, uh, as uh, Cheryl Sandberg said. So find yourself uh, taking that first step. The rest will follow. You'll, you'll see where to go from there. Just take the, the first step and take that action. Try to integrate these habits into your day and download the worksheet at successseriesllc.com slash documents slash habits dot PDF. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much, Tom. And once again, I, I know I personally appreciate you taking the time, sharing your time, your knowledge with us. I um, would like to remind everyone that Tom has many more free resources um, that help you grow your life and build your business, and they are found at Tom's website, successseriesllc.com. Um, there's a resources tab there amongst many others. Um, this podcast you can find there as well as all of others. Tom's Talk with Tom podcast, Tom's blog, everything is there at successseriesllc.com. Um, I would also like to ask you to please rate this podcast on iTunes which would help tremendously with the visibility of the podcast so that people who have never heard of it can discover it. And if you've already done that, thank you very much. We are very grateful for that. Uh, Tom and his Success Series team do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. We look forward to you joining us right back here on the last Wednesday of every month with a new episode of Talk with Tom. Have a successful month. Goodbye. Goodbye.